0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 458. I am Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. How are you?
1: Uh, pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. It's, a, it's a, um typical summer's day here in Britain, which means it's warm, but overcast skies. Looks like it's about to rain.
0: <laughs> uh, that's what it is here right now, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. it's. Uh, I know the West Coast is... Um, Currently on fire. Hot, hot, hot,
1: hot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I saw a story yesterday that it got so hot in some part of Canada that it literally cooked uh, clams. Wow. Yeah, what? wild clams in the water. In the water, cooked them. That's crazy. Yeah. But you know, climate is, change isn't real, um, so nothing to uh, worry
1: about. It's just it's just an outlier event.
0: Yeah, it's just just a coincidence that we've had the hottest summer every year. Yeah, yeah. than the previous yeah. year. And uh,
1: some uh, so <laughs> yeah, we're getting an outlier event
0: every year now. Every so. year, it's just weird. I mean, just it's a coincidence. Yeah,
1: exactly. Nothing to do with um, you know. Well, it might not be to do with us. It could be to do with something else. So.
0: I, I personally think it's the monkeys.
1: Yeah, you,
0: th- my- those monkeys are evil.
1: Yeah, I, I well, pretty much all monkeys are evil. I don't, I, I don't,
0: I don't like monkeys. No, no, but, I but think I think they're vile monkey. little creatures. I really do. I don't like them at all.
1: But but we're all monkeys. Well, does, does the statement still stand?
0: Yes. <laughs> I think most jobs would be a lot better if it wasn't for other damn people.
1: Yeah, that's certainly true. That is. That's one. That's one. Actually, <laughs> unfortunately, you, should... you haven't experienced this, but one, one of the. One of the joys of uh, of COVID isolation was that you had to <laughs> interact directly with far fewer people. Yeah, um, it, was, it was like a in, in some respects, it was like a very positive scenario.
0: You know, I say that and I joke around, but I actually like people. I'm I'm actually a pretty social person. I'm yeah. actually um, I'm at, I'm really good with people. Let me put it complete strangers. I have no problem going up to a complete stranger and starting a conversation and talking to them yeah and my wife though is the exact opposite yeah she I'm, is I'm way more, more with, of an invert
1: I, i'm way i'm more with julie i'm uh in fact i would go more than i'll probably uh, misanthrope in that
0: <laughs> <I hate> people. oh <laughs> <laughs> ah, no i have no problem i'll i'll go right up to people, <laughs> and maybe you know that's why i'm good at sales
1: yeah well i would imagine so. yeah I, I don't i yeah, don't like...
0: have any problem at all going up and just hey how you doing you know, it's a
1: uh, it's a uh, well, yeah, no, I would say it's probably the um, the core of your success in sales is because you, you, you not only have you got to speak to them, but you've got to, you know, I could go out and speak strangers and they will probably leave very quickly. Uh, <laughs> you've got to actually build up a, a rapport with them, which, uh, again, is, is not something I'm good at.
0: Uh, to be fair, though, you can go up to someone, you know, really well, and they'll just walk away, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, and no there's no, that.
1: A, there is that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's an I've been around ego, you enough.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I ha- there's a new um person at work that actually they hired two women salespeople. One has mm-hmm. had about a-, a year of experience and she got up and running pretty quickly. The other one just started I think Wednesday or Tuesday and she is shadow she shadowed me all day yesterday. And unfortunately <clears throat> well, let- let's just say she it's the type of training she needs. And yeah. it's not a formal thing. You know, no one said, hey, you know, follow Tim around or, um, but somehow, some way when someone new starts in sales, they tend to follow me around. It's just, yep. it, that's how it is. So she says to me at the end of the day yesterday, I've learned more from you today than the whole week before. And I'm like, yep. well, you followed me around. Yeah. So you can see, cause she was doing yep. deliveries with me, which means getting in a car and showing people how to do stuff but she hasn't seen the entire sales process and going from customer to customer at the same time. And you know, it gets busy on a Saturday. So it's always funny. She says, you're really good with people. I said, well, that's kind of what the job is.
1: (laughs) So it's interesting. You say that because anytime I've been to a car showroom um, in the, in Britain, they just have this thing where like, you know, if they're with a customer and and you, you approach them and go, I'm with a customer. I'll get back to you shortly. And obviously very often, don't <laughs> or if they do it's a long time and i've always thought why would you say that <laughs> yeah no that's... why would you why would you say somebody oh i'm busy leave me alone no it's effective what they're saying
0: yeah go away yeah <laughs> i don't know what you want but this person i'm talking to probably isn't a buyer but i'm going to spend the next hour with them trying to convince them otherwise um no yeah. i am very good with multiple customers and uh, even if i have a um, a customer that I know wants a hundred percent of my time and they don't appreciate it. I'm talking to other people. I'm usually pretty good at, at, at kind of setting them straight, yeah. you know, but you got to be able to read people extremely quickly and know what tactic to take when it comes to putting them on hold for a minute. Yeah. And, um, no, I'm pretty good at it. Anyways, let's get back to some, uh, techie stuff here. Um, what's going on with you? Cause I haven't really done anything with any kind of new tech, I mean, the closest I've come is uh, Cole, my son, put these uh, Super Mario Brothers stickers on my HP laptop. That's right. the about. No, I take that back. I, I got a pair of headphones. Um, I had a pair of Bluetooth Nakamichi headphones mm. that was kind of regulated to when I mow the lawn and do yard work, I put these on and, uh, and do my stuff.
1: And these these are the ones where somebody has taken the Nakamichi name No, they? they're not. No, they're it not really... it is
0: Nakamichi, it's the same company. Yeah. They're, they're just they're not, not like... high end anymore. Yeah, okay. But I will say this, I, I was always impressed with the sound quality. And at yeah. the time they were like seventy five dollars headphones. They didn't have active noise cancellation or anything like that, but they sounded pretty dang good. I was never I never wore them and thought, man, I wish I was wearing my AKGs or something. Yeah. So, those, the last time I uh, mowed the lawn a week and a half ago, um, I, I took them off and I noticed I had all these little black flakes all over my ears and shoulders. So, the pads were yeah. just disintegrating. Which they do. Which they do. Almost. And especially when you're wearing them when you're outside and sweating and stuff. Yeah. And I tried, I'd see, I see, I was looking online to see if I could find just, you know, replacement cups for them and nothing. Yeah. I couldn't find anything. So I jumped on Amazon, um, you know, cause I get that free stuff from Amazon all the time for review and they yeah. they always have Bluetooth headphones and I didn't want in-ear ones cause I, I do like the over the ear headphones better. And I found this thing, these pair and, uh, VX and they're $50 headphones. They have actual active noise cancellation, Bluetooth, um, they're really easy to pair. They're somewhat light. They're somewhat comfortable on your head. They don't feel cheap when you're wearing them. And the the noise cancellation, I'm going to say, is probably 80% effective. So yeah. they're not the best noise cancellation headphones I've ever worn. But they're $50 headphones, so fine. You know, when you're mowing the lawn, you just need it to maybe cut that down quite a bit. And then the music playing will do the rest of it. But the audio quality. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not, not It there. sounds muddy the whole time. There's yeah. no dynamic range at all. Uh I mean, they, they're, they're pretty piss poor, to be honest. And that's disappointing because when you, I was looking forward to getting these, these were going to be the replacements for my Nakamichi's. And I thought, crap, now I don't have a, another pair of um wireless headphones that I could wear. I forgot all about the, really nice Sonys that I have. So the Sonys have, mm-hmm. have been regulated to yard work, and I don't know what I'll use these cheapies for. But the Sonys I do not yeah. believe has noise cancellation. So I don't
1: know, let will see. Yeah, that, that noise cancellation is nice when you're doing something like uh, lawn
0: mowing. because that, It's that, that, that droning, really, yeah. you know. It, it does a good job of getting rid of that.
1: And, you know, at the, at the sort of prices you're talking about, there's quite a lot of units now that have noise cancellation in, and they're all kind of middling. Exactly. You're not going to get anything that sounds like Bose or the high-end Apple or anything like that, which virtually makes it sound like you're, um, you know, you're in a silent room. You're going to get something that's going to take the edge off, really.
0: Yeah, and quite honestly, for fifty dollars, maybe my expectations were set too high. But you know, when I'm writing my review, which I had already done. Um, I can't ignore the crappy audio quality of them. I mean, if you're going to, I don't care how good the noise cancellation is or the comfort or the feel or the build quality, that all takes a back seat to audio quality. That I mean, of that's course, why you're yeah. buying them.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: And so I, yeah. I gave them a two out of five on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Which I, you know, I hate when I have to give a product a bad review. I really do. Back in the day when I was writing, you know, five or six reviews every single month. Uh, from anything from yeah. software to hardware, I never wanted to write a negative review. I never did. Yeah. I always wanted a product to be great. I I really did. People don't understand that. But when you're trying something f- new for the first time, it's putting your expectations aside, you really do want it to be great. You want to be able yeah. to tell people, hey, this is the real deal. This is something you should definitely check out. It's yeah. It does this and it does that and oh, it's just a fantastic thing. And when you got to write well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get
1: what you pay for.
0: Well, here on the plus yeah. side, it's yeah. inexpensive. Yeah. So yeah, but
1: you know that's that's also part of the problem at the, this at this end of the market for headphones is that actually fifty dollars is not an inexpensive pair because you can get headphones for half that money.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um,
1: and then the question is: is 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 this is the change in is the any change in quality from a twenty-five dollar versus a fifty dollar worth a hundred percent? Is it are they a hundred percent better? Um, and the answer is normally no. No, you I normally think have to go. You got to go, go one
0: hundred and fifty bucks and higher.
1: Yeah, if you want to really, really get better, and and I suppose you know, people obviously it's easy to go and buy new stuff on Amazon nowadays, but uh, people forget you can go secondhand and you can get something that was last year's or maybe the years before top high-end model for a lot less money if you don't mind getting something used.
0: Brooke got um, uh, the Apple Wireless for her birthday on Wednesday.
1: The and Apple Wireless, what the AirPods?
0: No, yeah, the AirPods, not yeah. not the AirPod Pro. She got the yeah. AirPod, and yeah. uh, she also is mostly because of me because I've i I even put these uh, uh, Bluetooth headphones on her, and that got her opinion. She agreed with me a hundred percent. But she really likes the AirPods. She really is impressed with the audio quality. Now, she yeah. has a pair of over-the-ear head, over the ear headphones that cost a couple hundred bucks that she's had for a few years now. They look a little beat up, but she says they fit comfortably and they sell, still sound as good. And I asked her, I said, you know, which ones do you like better? And it was a really hard decision. And she says she thinks they're about even right now, but she's kind of leaning towards the Apple product. Right. So the, here's the thing, though, with these my computer and Julie's phone keeps picking them up like, Oh, I'll start using these. Mm.
1: Yeah. You know what? I was just about to say, I've got AirPods pro and I'm starting to get a little annoyed with them. Um, with, with my set, what it is, is that, um, I can go, I, I tend to most of the, most of the time nowadays, cause I'm not going out away from home very much. Most of the time nowadays, it's when I walk the dog, um, I put them in as soon as I leave the, ha- leave the house. I can listen to podcasts while I'm walking the dog. Uh, and then I might have one in while I'm kind of doing the dishwasher or something in the in the house when there's somebody else there, so that I'm not disturbing them while I'm listening to something. one I've noticed when I go walking the dog, I walk out and at the same point that I walk back to my house, they cut out every single day uh and actually, in the last couple of days the they've cut out um a couple of other times as well and i and I wondered what it is is like at my phone, and my phone has actually stopped playing. So I think they're sending a stop signal to my phone to tell it to stop playing, but I don't know what's causing that and it's really kind of annoying me because the AirPods Pro are an expensive pair of headphones. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I have other pairs of in-ear headphones that are kind of modeled on the same type. I have um I have a Jabra pair which don't have noise cancelling. I have a Panasonic pair that I bought for 50 pounds that actually have better noise cancelling than the um than the AirPods. Um, and, and in most other respects, apart from the integration with an Apple phone, they're superior to the AirPods and they don't do any of this stuff. And yet the AirPods, because of all the clever tech in them, are doing something that, that's kind of really annoying.
0: Well, with hers, uh, um, I call it, I haven't said this to her, but it, her, her. Uh, the only way I can describe it is they're promiscuous, these headphones. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to mate yeah. with every other freaking iPhone and Mac that it comes across. Oh, hey, how are you doing there, Mr. Mac?
1: But is she uh, but it, but she's not on a different iCloud account to you? No. No. Oh, well, that would be why then. Because Apple has this mode where they're constantly trying to join to the nearest device assuming that that's the one you might want to use. So that I, I think the only solution to that would be to put her phone on a different iCloud account.
0: Yeah, well that's something that I've been looking into. The problem with doing that I set up a family account now, and that's what Cole's yeah. on. And we did that simply because um, Brooke, Julie, and I's iPhones all have exactly the same contacts, which is kind of annoying. So if I change something or Brooke will go in there and give someone a nickname, it shows up on my phone. Um, with the family plan, you know, you can use all the same apps and stuff like that. And I restricted Cole's that if he wants to download anything from the app store, he has to have permissions for me. Yeah, and, uh, yeah,
1: my kid's are the same. Yep. So, Even though I should turn that off for Alexander because he's 18 now and we really
0: shouldn't be doing that, <laughs> would he, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so that is something I need to look into. The problem is, though, I think Brooks' phone is so integrated into my account that it probably will screw up some of her settings and yeah. contacts and all that.
1: And, and thinking about it, actually, I wonder if that's what's happening with my AirPods Pro because the, the place where I'm walking out on at the side of the house as I come back from the dog's walk would be where I'm walking past the kitchen window and inside the kitchen normally is my iPad air. Yeah, so I'm wondering if I'm walking past, it's going, Oh there's the iPad air. Perhaps I should be joined to those.
0: Yep. That's I bet that's exactly what's happening.
1: But if it's doing that while I'm listening to something off my iPhone, that's just stupid. Stupid, hundred (laughs) percent.
0: Well with it was only happening to Julie's phone for a while there. Um, I was talking to Julie on the phone and all of a sudden Brooke has got it in her headphones and she's like, dad, how, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, she was like, what's going on? They joined mom's phone. That shouldn't happen.
1: Uh, for a for a company that that's trading at the moment on, on the super secret privacy features. That's not a good feature. Not a good feature <laughs> at all.
0: So I, she likes the auto quality and all that, but yeah. So can you unpair them from an account then?
1: I, well, I, I I think what would happen is if you if you changed the iCloud account account on Brooke's phone... And, and then, then repair them? Then repaired them to Brooke's phone, then they would lock to, to
0: her account. Yeah, we'll have to try uh, that.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I, again, this is Apple. I have no idea whether there's a setting in there to turn off the ability to drop between different devices. Um, but being Apple, there's a good chance there isn't because they don't like putting settings they for some reason apple at the moment the stuff you need to use they want to hide behind menus and non-discoverable gestures and everything like that and then there's other stuff that you want to use and they just go yeah we're just not let you do Mm -hmm. that at all so uh, this all comes out and we've talked about this many times apple software quality at the moment is not great
0: it's not great at all and uh, i hope they start putting more of an emphasis on it yeah especially now that they're making their own chips you know, they're integrated system on a chip, and they control both all the hardware and software at this point. The yeah. differentiation is going to be in the software, and that's not their strong suit right now. No, no, it's so, not. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's move on. Uh, what's some some new tech gear that you picked up or been playing with?
1: Right, well, so um, you remember a few weeks ago that I did the whole Android thing for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I got the Motorola Razr phone, the folding phone. And uh you'll recall I said how much I enjoyed the folding phone. I thought it really is a concept. And so it really kind of um echoed with me with something you said before, which is uh, you know, modern phones now are boring, there's no innovation. Yeah, so I, I, I decided
0: Sorry,
1: I don't know that one. Uh, and there and then my uh, my Alexa has also mm-hmm. decided to start listening to yes. me podcast. Shut Amazon up. I've turned it off now. Yep. It's gone gone red ring. Um so I decided I was gonna spend a time a bit of time looking at alternate um alternate form factors for phones. And so I managed to get hold of a Surface Duo. Did you really? I did. And I <laughs> I tell you, I really kinda love this thing. It's um it's not it's not without flaws, but again, you know, it's about the fact that The form factor is really kind of cool.
0: Now, this is from Microsoft, but it is running Android.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's basically... And it uh, opens
0: like a book rather than a flip, and it has that metal hinge, and the screen is not continuous, which to me has always been... To me, that makes more sense, because when you put that folded screen in there, I don't care how great it is, it's always going to be a folded screen, whether... You, you notice it or subconsciously or not, it's there. Whereas yeah. if it's two separate screens, to me that just makes more sense from an aesthetic, a build quality, everything. You could put way better screens in them.
1: Uh, and this is this is part of the thing with the uh, with the Surface Duo. Now I am going to color this review with that. Uh, I would not have paid full price for this thing. I paid about half what it costs normally for it. Somebody had had it for two weeks and decided they didn't like it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been well reported on the web that actually there are fire sales of this device going on at the moment. If you go to woot.com, you can normally pick them up for four or $500. And for, those, for that sort of money, these things are a steal. They, when they came out, they had a lot of software glitches. And they're still occasionally a little bit glitchy. They're nowhere near as bad as they were. Um, but I, th- I think, and, I, and, you know, glitchy to the point you probably wouldn't want to have this as your main phone. But I think as a secondary device, uh, particularly for somebody who works in the Microsoft ecosystem, these are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So the build quality is excellent. Um, the only, I think the only build flaw I've discovered in them, I've read this online, it's not happened to me, is that it's so thin that the USB port can, the plastic around the USB port can crack if you kind of use it with a cable plugged in. Uh-huh. So, um but the way around that is to get one of the, you can get these um kind of MagSafe style USB-C cables Nowadays, uh, and so I've just put one of those in. So I've got a little magnetic connector, and then when I want to charge it, I just kind of plug flush, that in.
0: Kind of flush mounted.
1: Uh, it's it protrudes a little bit, but because it's actually in a little notch underneath the uh, bumper that comes with the phone, it doesn't stick out at all. So gotcha. you don't really notice it. Yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. The build quality is great. It's incredibly thin. Um, it has two really high quality screens and the screens are, um, they're a four by three ratio rather than the 16 by nine or 16 by 10 we have on many modern smartphones. And that's actually really nice because they're that little bit wider. Um, That means you get, you know, it's a little bit easier to use. But the true advantage of the Duo is that when you have it open like a book, um, it effectively multitasks across the two screens. So for instance, if you go into Outlook.com, or the Outlook app, then it works kind of like it does in the iPad where you have your list of messages on one side and then the actual messages on the other. Um, if you could, if you, or you can have a, a Outlook on just one screen and then open a completely different app on the other. And the way they actually do the multitasking. And I think this is not Microsoft. I think this is built into Android now. Um, it's so much better than it is on the iPad, even though it's running on a phone. Yep. Um, it's super simple to switch between apps. You can even set up little, um, on the um, in the Microsoft Launcher, little app group. So you can have, you basically click an icon and say, I want these two apps to open on one side and the other all the time. And so you just click on that, and basically you'll have Outlook on one side and maybe um, your calendar browser on the or other. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and you can actually create icons that do that. Uh, but as I say, it's super simple to move, an app from one side to the other, you just slide it over and it moves, um, and then you get the launcher on the other side. Open up another app. If you want the app to span both screens, you just slide it over towards the hinge, and then it, you get a little indicator that shows it's going to go both screens. Um, and and what's great about it is when it's open like that, you suppose you're um, you're reading uh, Twitter or something with which kind of list style like Facebook. What you can do is even if the app doesn't support recognizing it's running on two two screens you can span it in the middle and then turn the phone sideways so that the hinge is in the middle of the screen and then basically it works like a big tablet and you can just scroll up and down it's really really cool
0: do you think if Uh, apple came out with something like this it would be popular
1: uh, i'll tell you what if apple came out with something like this on the iphone i would buy it in a heartbeat it really really would Um, you know, it just works really well. You can also, you know, set it up in tent mode and use it like a, you know, like a mini tablet. You can fold it up so that um, you've got your app on the top screen and then the bottom screen is the keyboard. So you can kind of type on it like a mini tablet Uh, and you can fold it right back. So you've only got one screen active uh, and kind of use it as a single screen device. And then if you want a different app on the other screen, you just turn it over and double tap the screen to, to bring it to life. And then you have a different app on there. Does it's the, really, uh, really good.
0: Does the phone only show up on one screen and not the other, or can you set that up differently? Uh,
1: what the actual phone app? Yeah. Um, I don't know to be honest because I don't because it's a secondary device. I don't make many calls on right. it. I kind of tried it out. Um, you know, so uh, so I don't know. I th- I suspect the earphone and the speaker and the microphone are only on one side. So probably you can't do that. Yeah. That's that yeah. would
0: be my guess as well. To
1: be honest with you, because you've got a because there's no screens on the outside, so you, if you get a call, you you need to open it and fold it out. Um, it's actually better if you're if you're going to use it for phone calls, using it with Bluetooth uh, and a headset rather than um, you know is it, it's obvious that it was designed mainly as a secondary kind of. Um, differing tablet-style, mini-tablet-style device rather than as a pure phone. Because I think if it was a pure phone, like the Samsung Folds, it would have a screen on the outside so that you could actually do cool stuff without having to open it up. The Razor does that. The uh, the Samsung Folds do that. So, um, it, to me, I think what happened with this is that Microsoft kind of changed the picture of their direction when they actually launched it. Uh, and originally,
0: it was never intended to be a, a phone at
1: all. But... So- um, yeah, Popularity
0: re- wise, I've never seen one in the wild.
1: No, well, this is why they're they're going for
0: you know. Yeah, I'm seeing um, them on eBay for some of them 415 unlocked. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh,
0: kill. Just bear kill. with me a moment. There's sure. Somebody at the door. So while David's doing that, we're going to listen to his vicious dog, that obviously would kill anyone who came too close. And uh, it's probably a bill collector, as you guys know. He buys all this tack on credit. He uh, gets the money from loan sharks, and it's probably—this uh, is my guess—it's a loan shark coming to collect. That's that's my guess. That's how he afforded this uh, Microsoft Duo. So we'll find out if he comes back, and he sounds like he's missing a tooth. Where's a broken arm?
1: Ah, uh, kids. Okay. Uh, that, why didn't, that, you, why that, didn't you bring your keys with you? He would goes, I did. I said, Well, what did you ring the bell for? I don't know.
0: Yep, that sounds about right. I, <laughs> I was guessing with the uh, listeners that it's, you know, the only way you really can afford all this uh, tech stuff is that you have been borrowing money from a loan shark, and it's probably a loan <laughs> shark coming to collect.
1: No, it's just been bonus time at work. So I had some free cash to experiment. Gotcha. And the thing is, is that I buy stuff in keep the stuff I like and sell on the stuff I don't.
0: Yeah, the selling so, the stuff I don't is my problem.
1: Well, yeah, I have been working through that recently. I have been selling quite a lot of stuff, so.
0: I um, am still waiting, by the way, for my Sequoia to get a brand new dash wiring kit installed. It's supposed to happen well, this coming week.
1: That's disappointing.
0: Yeah. Did I tell you that that's the problem?
1: Um I, I we we had no we because we had a conversation about a couple of weeks ago and you I just said you were you said you were looking into it but I didn't know whether you'd actually pin that down
0: yeah so I oh, didn't didn't you have a short or something yeah that's right yeah. so what yeah. happened was we find we we discovered the problem if you will the problem is um, this goes back to when I first got it and I installed I did and I paid someone to uh, to be clear uh, a subwoofer in the back. And a subwoofer, you run, um, number one, a great big thick power cable to it that goes directly to the battery, which means that the subwoofer and the amplifier always has power, which you can't because we can totally hear everybody in the background right now, David. Yeah, hold on a second. Yeah,
1: I'm on. I am recording, so please. So when can you run shouting? power
0: to the battery, um, the cell is going to have power the entire time and you can't do that. It will, it's, it's an amplifier. It's going to be drawing constant power, whether you're, you know, making music at that time or not. Um, two other wires going to it is audio. You have to have audio. So it knows when to produce the bass. And the last wire is a very thin wire. That, you know, you usually run like, you know, underneath uh, your carpeting or something like that. And it goes back to the back of the radio for an on-off switch. What that wire does is it tells the amp, hey, I, I just turned on, go ahead and power up. That way the amplifier subwoofer isn't constantly pulling power from the battery. It's only active when the radio is. Right. What happened was that wire, that thin wire... Somehow, the guy that installed it used the thinnest wire he could possibly get, which in this case was a bad idea. And it's a bad idea anyways. Don't use the cheapest thin wire on a situation like this. It grounded into the battery or into the body of the vehicle. And that caused a short into my uh, dashboard. And it literally half melted a whole bunch of wires. Now, if it was the wires on the radio itself, no big deal. I just replaced the the radio and we're good to go. It didn't do that. It melted a lot of the wires in the harness, the vehicle harness. So the the giant bundle of wires that you can probably imagine is behind everybody's dash. Yeah. That's the problem.
1: So l- let me ask you something cuz you've you've fiddled quite a lot with the in-audio systems in your cars. Yeah. Do you still think it's worth it over over just taking whatever the the stock system is and then plugging in you know you can use external adapters you can use wireless things you can use even a tape adapter or something like that to connect your devices to the car you know some people will put a tablet up on a, on a mount inside their car so they have similar sort of things to carplay in terms of uh, um, mapping and, and song selection and that sort of stuff without having to go into the wiring of the car so with your experiences and and obviously i recognize this may be colored by the fact that you work in motoring um do you think it's worthwhile doing this yeah is it so difficult with because it sounds to me like you've had problems with um your own installations and also with the quality of the installations that some of the contractors you've paid to do this have you know and many people Particularly those of us who are, we're getting up to this certain age when we just ah oh, can't be bothered. Oh, I don't want to deal with it. You know, just we'll just think you know I'm just going to stick with the stock system, uh, and hopefully buy a decent car that has a decent system in it. So you you still think it's worthwhile?
0: It all depends. It's a right. per use case. If your car everything is going through um, the infotainment system, if you will, yeah, there is no option to upgrade that. It is what it is. That's you're stuck with that forever. Yeah. Mine is a 2007, and even though a lot of the stuff was going through, uh, it wasn't um, directly connected to any of the actual operation of the vehicle itself. So my, you know, my heating and cooling wasn't going through that system. My, yeah, you know, none of that was. Um, navigation was. The amplifiers that were built into the vehicle was, you know, the speakers that, yeah, that was. But that, you can get adapters to connect a new system. So if it's an older vehicle, yes, it's 100% worth it, especially if you're an audiophile, mm-hmm. upgrading to a better head unit, better speakers, a sub, and amplification of the music itself. I don't, I'm not talking about necessarily making it uh, blasting loud, just yeah. a fuller audio quality. It's 100% worth it. It's night and day. If you have more of a modern car where that kind of stuff happens, yeah, then you're looking at adapters. You're looking at a USB plug that you can plug in and give yourself um, wireless car play.
1: Yeah, I mean, mine doesn't have anything that looks remotely like a head unit in it. It And and you're right, you know, everything is the screen Integrated. that comes... Yeah, the screen that comes with it. It doesn't control the um, the uh, the air and cooling system, but it's all displayed on there. There's no way you could... It's very difficult to understand how you could replace anything like that without going into in and replacing circuit boards and that sort of thing.
0: So it's um, a pretty major job to replace all the wiring harness that's in the vehicle. Yeah, you know they got to ta- replace or they got to remove the entire dashboard, and the parts department uh, informed me that it's a uh, a product that Toyota no longer makes, so mm-hmm. they can't source an OEM version of this. Um, and they couldn't find any, it, it, they had found one that matched cause mine is a pretty unique Sequoia. It's the luxury package with air ride suspension with the high end audio JBL system and navigation. I mean, it's, they don't, they didn't make a whole lot of these there. It's, yeah. it's the top end. You, you can't get a Sequoia with more stuff on it than mine, but they had found one, but the only way this person would sell it is the entire dashboard. Yeah, and uh, so they had quoted me, you know, parts and labor to do it all, about fifteen hundred dollars, and that's with employee discount. Yeah, uh, which isn't inexpensive, but it's not five thousand dollars either. Yeah, Um, so I had given them the go ahead, and then that deal fell through. They, they, whoever they were trying to get it from, just I don't know what happened. It didn't happen. Yeah, Um, and then they said they can't find one. So then the option is I'm going to have to replace every wire in the dash by hand, which isn't really an option. I mean, I I would be doing it for years. Yeah. Um, But I looked on eBay, and lo and behold, I found one with a fuse box. It's not the entire dash. It's just the wiring harness and the fuse box is there for $80. Are
1: you sure this is the right one, though? Uh,
0: It's exactly the same according to the listing. With the exception of it didn't have the same unit as mine does but i looked at the wiring and it is the same
1: okay so, just put just hold on a minute i'm gonna to need to deal with some of this external
0: noise no problem so that is going to be happening um this week i hope um there's one guy at work who uh, i don't want to say he's a better mechanic than everybody else that's it's probably not true but he does uh, the hard cases, the ones that take uh, a creative uh, streak to come up with solutions that aren't necessarily well the ones that you're going to find uh, in a manual or the official way of doing this. Or, hey, this is, hey, this is the, the problem, and if I go online, I'm going to find you know 500 other people that found the same problem, and I'm just going to basically mimic what they did, and it's probably going to fix it. This guy named Cooper... Uh, is very good when it comes to uh, discovering what the actual problem is, and then coming up with really clever solutions on how to fix it. It's That's very really rare, he, yeah. It's very rare that Cooper doesn't come up with the solution to something. Now, yeah. remember, I had sent this to an outside company to see if they could figure out because we initially, when I talked to Cooper about this, he thought it was going to be one of the third-party 12-volt solutions in the car i.e. the head unit the alarm system some the remote start something like that and it wasn't but that company pulled the radio out and disconnected all of that stuff and they didn't notice that the freaking wiring harness was melted (laughs) because when cooper showed it to me it was like well shit yeah right there (laughs) kind kind of a right in your face obvious problem yeah um so that he's gonna Probably start working on that uh, the end of this coming week, which sucks because I have uh, Friday off and then the following Sunday and Monday, and uh, that's kind of an issue with. Can't you
1: borrow? It, can you borrow a car from work?
0: Remember when I was telling you about the uh, no inventory problem?
1: Ah, right. So there are no cars. All
0: right. So I could take a car overnight. That's not a problem. But I can't yeah. take a car and have it for a couple of days. Ah. Uh-huh because someone's going to want to buy it. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll figure it out. If uh, worst case scenario is Julie's just got to wake up early and drive me to work and then come back and pick me up.
1: Yeah, how long how far away though, is it? Isn't it quite away?
0: Yeah, it's 35 miles one direction. And you know, yeah. I get there early, so she'll she'll appreciate that even more so. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, if I if I suggest to my wife that she drive me 140 miles a day to work and back. New. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, it's it's thirty five miles one way, so it's seven. Well, okay, I see what you are saying.
1: See, so she'd have to go there and back twice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Stop thinking to yourself.
0: You know that this uh, air conditioning we got running in the house is really nice right now. Oh. The the roof over our head—that's kind of nice. How do we yeah. how do we pay for all that stuff again? <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. My job. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You know what. Even though,
1: even though logically that argument works, you would never, like you say, you would never say that.
0: No, never. What am I stupid? Maybe,
1: maybe to the kids, but but not not to one's wife or no. <laughs> partner. No. Yeah, let's not be um, let's not be uh, stuck in our own particular selections here. But yes, one's partner—that's not a discussion you want to have. No,
0: no, not on any level. Any other new stuff that you picked up other than the duo?
1: Uh, let's have a look. Yeah.
0: Well, you I put got... something about the Galaxy Watch in here.
1: Yeah, so, so that was the other thing I did during my...
0: Um... Keep talking, I need to go take care of something as well.
1: Okay, that was the other thing that I did during my Android experiment because I wanted to have a smartwatch that, that went with my uh, Android phone. So I picked up one of the more recent Samsung Galaxy watches. Um, and up until recent, I think they've just announced they're going to do some new partnership with Google. But up until recently, Samsung have been writing their own operating system for their watches called Tizen Um, and this is a development of something they bought off the market I think Um, so it's quite interesting because uh, effectively it's nobody with any sense is using the Google one at the moment because you know typical Google they kind of released it and then never developed it so it's about four or five years old at this point uh, and is not terribly fit for purpose most of their um, watches as well a Google branded watch Google Wear I think is the latest brand um they have really old chipsets in them so it wasn't worth looking at one of those so i went for the samsung one this is the galaxy wear they're on the galax uh, uh yeah sorry the galaxy watch they're on the galaxy watch 3 at the moment but actually they're all virtually identical in, inside so there's not much of different in them apart from the form factor um and uh yeah it was it was it was okay the problem with with it being a samsung os is that there's not a huge amount of apps available for the for the watch, so some of the things that you want to do with it that you're used to doing on an on an Apple Watch you can't do because the the apps don't have uh, compatibility. So I you can get Spotify in there, but you can't. You know, you I might I podcast app that I used um, wouldn't support the watch directly uh, under Android. So I can, I think I could play and pause the uh, the um, the podcast, but I couldn't actually like kind of select a podcast or anything like that like I can on my Apple Watch. Um, but on the Apple the- Watch
0: is too small for me to do that kind of stuff. I've tried, but
1: yeah, I I do it quite a lot, particularly when I'm driving. Um, is I use the interface of my Apple Watch to to drive overcast. My, my fingers
0: to... are just too big.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: Or I but see, I also use reading glasses, David. And yeah. If I'm driving, I can't be a putting on my reading glasses to look at this tiny little screen on my wrist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, different things for different people. Yep. There's lots of stuff I don't do on my watch, but I do like to control bits and pieces. So um, I didn't have as much control because the the apps aren't available on Tizen for many of these uh, many of the things I would normally do. But all the basics are there. Um, the great thing uh, you get all your messages, but obviously you can't necessarily reply to them or or uh, anything like that if you're if you're um, if you haven't got an app available so the basics are there but but once you get beyond that then it struggles there's samsung watches are really really great for fitness um they have the same sort of features the apple watches in the heart monitoring um ecg that sort of stuff the pulse ox stuff is there if you get the latest ones uh, and one of the great things that the samsung watches have going for them that the apple watches don't is is first of all they're round which i i well, I while the, I think the Apple Watch form factor and everything is great. It's still a bit weird that it's square because in my mind, watches generally are round. So the fact that it's round is great. The second thing is one of the control uh, interfaces is a ring that, that is kind of like a bezel ring that goes around the screen. And that is brilliant. It's so much better than the digital crown on the Apple Watch. Uh, it really, really is good. And the touch sensitivity is really good as well. You can swipe very easily back and forth between your apps and that sort of thing. One thing that Samsung watches have going for them that Apple doesn't is that you can have custom um, watch faces.
0: That's something I wish Apple would yeah. real cuz I see some every now and then I'll see an advertisement for an Apple Watch. Like, "Ooh, what the hell watch face is that?" It doesn't exist. It's friggin' Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. Jerk offs. I hate this so. Much. I know. Now,
1: is it I can I can kind of sympathize in Apple's caught somewhat, because it is a double-edged sword. The vast majority of the watch faces available for these Samsung watches are garbage. They look terrible. They're clearly designed by people who don't know the first thing about design. So a huge amount of them are really, really ropey and awful. And I think that's why Apple doesn't let people do it, because they don't want ropey faces on their watches but the thing is is that, that some of the faces do things that you can't do any other way and to be able to get a custom face that does that is is really really great um the the buying interface for all of that is is adequate nothing more and one of the problems you have with um with the Samsung Tizen watch is that if you buy, if you install it on a stock Android phone like I did, I was on the Razer. You have to install a whole load of extra Samsung apps to make it work. Yeah. It's, um, you know, if you have a Samsung phone, those are obviously already baked into the phone and they work fine. Where you just pair it up. But um, there was a fair amount of work involved in getting the watch set up on a stock Android phone because every time you went to a particular feature, it's all driven from a particular Samsung um, kind of watch app, and then you go there and then it would say, right, well now I now you need to go to the Play Store and find this app and now you need to go to the play store and install this other app and now you need this set of services and it took took a while to get it all working um so it wasn't like a, a smooth experience but i had to say that uh, again i didn't pay a lot of money for this watch because it wasn't brand new um it came to me it was a, it was in immaculate condition the battery life on it is better than the apple watch even though the phone the screen stays on all the time uh, it's much better but then it's a bigger chunkier watch than the apple watch so that's um, always been
0: my big hang up of those. I've seen some wash faces and some things that it does that was kind of attractive, but it it looks so big. It's like, yeah, man, it's, it's, too gaudy. It's,
1: it's like it. Well, it's like a diver's watch. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's modeled on a diver's watch. Now, they have a version that's thinner, um, but then that doesn't have this um, bezel ring. And to me, the bezel ring is what you want. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you might as well just get a fitness tracker, really, because exactly. the bezel ring is what makes a huge difference. The I still
0: A lot of people were in those fitness trackers, by the way. A lot of them.
1: yeah. Yeah, because that's what most people want. They're not really bothered about anything else. You just said it yourself. You said most of the time you find the watch screen too small to do anything useful on it. Yes. So if you want the fitness tracking... Um, which is what most people do want because you know that's really one of the advantages of wearing a watch like that. Most of these modern fitness trackers now have the same sensors. They can do the pulse ox, they can do the blood, um, the EKG, and all of that as well. If you buy a higher end one, so you get many of the same features, but you're not spending the same money. No, not even um, close. It's you, it's you know they're and
0: significantly I, cheaper.
1: Yeah, and as as I was saying, I think while you while you're away, um, the problem with with Google Wear watches, Google Wear watches are garbage because they haven't been updated properly for years. Um, and then the Samsung ones, as I've just explained the limitations of that. If you're going to have a limited set of apps, then I suspect a lot of people say, "Well, I'll go and buy something that's dedicated on fitness and not worry about the apps." Um, right. And I suspect a lot of people in the in the uh, Android space do that rather than go and buy these these smartwatches because. Um, they can pay pay less money and and they are getting the, the the core set of features that most people are after, so um, you know it was interesting. I'm as I said I'm holding on to my Android phone and I'm holding on to my smartwatch. So there will be occasions when I, so I tell, sometimes I tend to do this when I travel is I switch to a different system um so so i'll i'll be doing that but uh yeah it was interesting and and you know if you pick one up cheap and you've got an android phone and you you fancy a smartwatch, you don't have one and you're not bothered about having something that looks like a big diver's watch on your wrist then um you know i wouldn't not recommend this i just think you need to go into it with your eyes
0: open i want to uh before we wrap up here and this is called tech fan for a reason It's you know all about technology and stuff like that and Two of the biggest CEOs, one of them of a tech company, one of them kind of, but not really, um, are, are having a billionaire spat and I find this so sad and so funny at the same time. And I don't have a horse in the race. I don't yeah. carry the way, but Richard Branson, Jeff Bezos, both flying yeah. into space this week. And, and I, uh, Jeff Bezos was certain he'd be the first person non-astronaut into space. And then all of a sudden, here's Galactic, or Virgin Galactic sending their space plane up with Richard Branson nine days before Jeff Bezos goes. And yeah, immediately and they, and the shade gets starting <laughs> to throw. It's, well, they're only yeah, going this high and it doesn't have these big windows this- and... There's no yeah. escape mechanism, and it's like, really, really. That's, well, that's 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 in today's day and age of a global pandemic and people dying by the millions, um, poverty, uh, climate change. Th- this is this is where you're spending your time and effort. Really,
1: yeah it it is it is kind of sad. Really, first of all, I mean, whatever you think about. Richard Branson and the stuff he's done over the years. I mean this is this was very much a stick it in Bezos eye move. Oh, no they, question about this, it, but that's he flight, that's who
0: he is. Richard yeah, Branson this, has done so much more in his life than Bezos has even dreamed yeah, about doing. There's no question. Right. He's yeah. actually Branson. He's an adventurer. He yeah, he exactly. goes and does things. He's if not ran, just this yeah. guy who runs a billion dollar corporation and, you know, and he's had a lot of failures. He does. Yeah. He's not afraid to take chances. Yeah, I, this, I've got a lot of respect for Richard Branson. I yeah. follow him on LinkedIn. I think he's awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I I completely agree. I mean, for I mean, he did a lot of these things a long time ago. So, yeah. you know, younger people may not realize, but he was the first person to cross uh he, he well he, he built a boat to do the fastest crossing of the atlantic yep it was like a power it was like a big powerboat uh and uh that sank a couple of times or at least once before before they succeeded with that he w- went around the world in a balloon with steve fosset yeah uh and um that was the first time that had been done and again i think they had a couple of tries of that before they got it right yeah this guy is not afraid afraid to put himself forward no uh, and you've got to remember that this space plane is the one that um a few years ago uh yeah they had an accident and uh one pilot was killed it basically blew up It, it well it disintegrated midair yeah. because of a design failure so there is an el- there is a real element of risk in what both of these guys are doing but particularly i think in brant what branson's doing but I agree. by the same token yeah this flight was not planned to have him on it and he it, it was it's obvious that in terms of publicity because publicity is really his thing he's always done this stuff because he wants to do it he has the money but he knows it raises publicity for the virgin brand so he saw an opportunity here to basically trump bezos and he took it and jeff is not happy no not at all yeah
0: i think it's hilarious it's i you know it's hilarious
1: yeah because because um, Blue Origin actually needs some really positive PR at the moment because well they're
0: getting their ass kicked by SpaceX and everybody exactly. else. They, yeah, they haven't put any payloads into space yet. Zero. No,
1: well, they, yeah, their, their approach is much more conservative than SpaceX's. You know, fail uh, fail fast, fail often approach. You know, uh, and the and the the look whatever you think of uh, of Elon Musk you can't argue that that the approach they've taken to space travel uh, and and building rockets is is the right one for do it for for doing it efficiently yeah they've spent a lot of government money but they have fully working systems in a fraction of the time it takes nasa to put them together um and in a fraction of the time it's taking blue origin to build those
0: together yeah you know
1: and these things are they're so reliable now that it's almost routine
0: well yeah? yes <laughs> and no i mean you still it's see always, the occasional SpaceX explosion.
1: Well, the, that's on the new systems they're developing, but the uh, the Falcon 9...
0: Oh, yeah, it's rock yeah,
1: solid. is 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 rock solid. They're sending stuff to the space station now. So rock um, solid
0: that the Chinese is basically... They stole all the designs for it and yeah, they're using it themselves. That's right. Shocker. Man. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> Never would really um, have guessed that. Yeah.
1: Whereas, the, as you say, Blue Origin haven't launched anything into space at all yet. So it... I, in some respects, I admire Bezos for taking the risk because presumably there is a much higher level of risk associated with what he's doing. You know, he's he's going on the first first orbital. Is it, is it orbital or is it suborbital?
0: I believe it's suborbital because they're going right. 100... Um, 100 kilometres kilometers, up. Kilometers, yeah.
1: Yeah, which is... Or is it 100... It might be 100 miles up. No, is it's 100, 100 km- kilometres. Right. Uh, anyway, that's kind of part of the... Well, it's, this is even debatable. This is part of the, the spat with um, with uh, Virgin. Um, but but they're both shooting for what somebody accepts is the edge of space.
0: Yeah, one yeah. – the U.S. has always recognized 85. Right. The international community has always recognized 100. But after some scientific papers have come out in the last decade or so, the international community is actually saying actually 85 is probably correct. Um. Which makes more sense, I mean really, it's exactly a hundred that's the <laughs> it's kind of yeah. weird how that happened um but no it it's yeah. I get well, why I get why both people are doing what they're doing, yeah, but come on, yeah it, it, two billionaires fighting to see whose <laughs> cock is bigger I mean really <laughs> that's that's where we're at, and I'll be honest. Branson's cock is way bigger than Bezos. Oh, yeah. No he's, he's kind of already he's got gone a lot before of it's, he started. It's, it's full and plump. And, oh, sorry. I was, <laughs> I, I was getting excited there for a minute.
1: I know, yeah. Your admiration for um, uh, Richard Branson is coming
0: through land and clear. I, I'm not a Richard Branson fan, if you will. I just have a lot of respect for him, and I don't yeah. have a lot of respect for Jeff Bezos because... How many weeks have we had now where week after week after week we hear about Amazon employees and how miserable they are and how an anlithhogram is firing them and they gotta pee in things because they just don't have time oh well, um, there's
1: there's there's a new one here in the u k that's come out of the last couple of months, which is apparently um in in certainly in the British warehouses an awful lot of the stuff that gets returned is just basically thrown away, it's destroyed. They have these huge pallets uh, and um, kind of uh, containers in the Amazon warehouses and an awful lot of the stuff, you know, expensive stuff like laptops and TVs and things like that, they get returned. Um, they just they just basically crush them and destroy them and then put them into landfill rather than doing anything to try and resell them or anything like that, uh, presumably because
0: it's cheaper. I, I, um, I, I, I like Amazon. Or the things that I can buy there, and how quickly I get it in the selection. I and that, but I hate buying there because they're turning into a, kind of a vile company, and yeah. that starts at the top. Yeah, it if, really it, does. Yeah,
1: if you if you ever go and watch uh, Wally, the you know they are they are yeah that's we, they thought
0: it was Walmart at the time. It wasn't. Yeah. that it's Amazon.
1: Uh, Amazon is the company that basically destroys the earth in yes. in Wally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was well, it buy and save or something like that?
0: Yeah, I'm just waiting for them to start installing nets around windows so their employees don't jump out of the windows like they do in yeah. the Chinese factories to kill themselves. Cause they they can't take it anymore. People yeah, think that's cruel, or I'm trying to be funny, and I'm actually not. No, no. So, so we'll
1: see who we'll see who um, gets the space first, and also doesn't die in the attempt. So um, I wish them both good on, on luck on that respect.
0: Yeah, I don't want either uh, one them to get, to die or yeah. anything.
1: Yeah, but um.
0: so with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. Apologies for not going live last week; uh, life got in the way. Uh, basically, m- my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Fourth of mm-hmm. July weekend. I was getting literally no sleep at all. I was so tired, I couldn't, I couldn't function, let yeah. alone do a podcast. Um, next week, of course, is going to be the Geeks Pub. Uh, we got two big things to talk about in the next Geeks Pub. You guys are going to want to tune into that. It's going to be um, the season finale of Loki, which has been brilliant. Yep. And I'm dying yeah. for this Wednesday to come so I can watch the, the last episode. And then, of course, Black Widow, which David and I have both seen. And uh, we're going to break that film down and talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there wasn't a whole lot of ugly in it. I know David sent me a text that was just a thumbs up, and I would have to agree (laughs) with that. There's some holes in the plot, and there's a couple of, wait a minute, then what about? Um, But all in all, we're going to be discussing that on the next Geeks Pub. So make sure you tune in. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook at TechFan. You can send us email. It's theshow at techfanpodcast.com. And of course you can go to mymac.com or techmanpodcast.com and leave a comment on the show notes and we will read them here. We haven't been getting a lot of feedback lately so
1: we have got some feedback we missed from this week. So, um, did we? I didn't see yeah, it the notes. It is. Let me just very quickly cover that. So, um, Nathan Bargate asked oh, yeah. what th- what the uh, fingerprint reader that I was talking about a couple of weeks ago is because he had he'd not had luck finding one. So this will be in the show show notes. It's the FineTech FPS00200 USB fingerprint sensor. Um, and I'm still using it every day and I'm still liking it, so
0: there you go. And he hit us up on Twitter. So guys, Tech Fan Podcast on Twitter. David, I will see you next week on Geekspub. See you then.